Welcome back to The Grind, everybody. On today's episode, we have hosts Rafael Lopez and Sean Moore. What's up? Uh, interviewing Duncan Burdick. Hello. Pretty interesting episode. We have Duncan here because we um, did a raffle at the AIGA Welcome Mixer, so we got him on the pod, and we're excited to yep. hear about his history and whatnot. Which was pretty funny, because like um, during that raffle, and then hearing like, oh, hey, here's like the podcast opportunity i'm like oh hey i remember that podcast wow that'd be funny and then just like drew it and just like wait wait what yeah it's kind of ironic because you were at the very first meeting we had discussing the podcast at its genesis yeah which i also think was like one of the first meetings of that year too yeah it was like right when we took over power of aiga so i'm really happy to have you here and definitely i think right Great, great person to have on. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate it. I'm, well, I'm happy to be here. Sweet. So, uh, one of the first things we were kind of interested in hearing about your your story and your process is kind of how you heard about this design program and and kind of uh, where you were at at Mm. that place in time. Yeah, so I don't think, I heard about Western long before I heard about um, like the graphic design program itself. Because like um, both of my parents actually went to Western and I had been going to, I went to Arizona State University first after having been finished at Macomb Community College. Then I went to Wayne State because it was nice and closer. Um, And then I wasn't, I needed to like, I I just needed to like get out of Detroit really. because Wayne State is still a really great school, but I was like, hmm, I want to, I don't know, I want to focus more in. So that's when I started looking at Western. Um, and I did look at Western before I went to Wayne, but I was like, eh, you know, Wayne's um, Wayne's closer. But mm. I started looking at Western because my mom was, well, she's an artist. She, um, she teaches middle school art. And she was like, hey, Western's got a really great art program. And I'm just like, you know, let me look into it. So looked into it found graphic design then i learned oh god wait it's competitive oh god i've got to do this whole like writing thing to get in and this portfolio review only they accept 20 and they get more than that oh god well let's see if this works and then somehow it did and i managed to get in so yeah i feel like competitive is an understatement honestly because i mean they're like pounds trying to get it at the gates dude i mean so, I mean, I applied first with Raf when we, uh, what was that, a year? That was a year before we got it. Mm, so, yeah. I applied the year before, but there was like, you remember how, like how many people? It was a lot of people. A bunch of people applied that year. I, and it's a funny story because we actually were in the same room when yeah. we had interviews. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, but um, then it, it kind of felt a little less competitive because of COVID. Uh, so I don't want to like attribute that to like that's why I got in, but mm-hmm. I I it was definitely like less of a show out that next year. Yeah, I agree. the 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 numbers definitely dropped in terms of applicants because of COVID, but yeah, that doesn't negate um, you know you pushing forth and, right, and right. striving to get in. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing they look for too. Is like if you apply a second time, they're like, oh, you know, they're serious. Yeah, he's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that plays a big part. Like, so, you know, coming from someone who's been through it, like if any listener is like, 
I want to apply for graphic design and they don't make it, but it's something you want to do. Like, mm. show that initiative. I mean, they see it. Yeah, for real. Especially if you show improvement in your portfolio. I mean, yes. Mine was night and day. So. And that's yeah. Like, if you show that improvement, you show just like, yes, I am. I am serious about this. This is something that I want. So, so your mom told you, like, the art program was good here. Um, yeah. So were you kind of art focused in your other universities before this? Or did you like, you know, kind of spread out and like try different things? So I kind of started like really broad uh, Arizona State because they had the reason that I went there um, other than the fact of, oh, hey, wow, that's Arizona. That's across uh, the US. That'd be kind of fun um, was their digital culture degree, which is kind of like a hodgepodge of um, it was originally called um, arts, media and engineering. And that's basically what it is. Um, the major, the biggest portion of it was like sound design, like a lot of like sound, like art and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it was just like a all purpose, like engineering kind of program. Like you are taught all, like almost all of the Adobe suite or at least like introduced um, to everything. So you're introduced to Illustrator, Photoshop, Audition. You're introduced to things like, like Autodesk and like Maya, Animation, um, Fusion 360 for like, like, um, creating all of those things. Um, there was like a um, the fab lab, the fabrication lab that was like right next door um, in the AME building was 3D printers, a wood shop, normal printer. Like they had like a larger printer for like stuff that we would actually be using for. And so it was just because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was like, wow, this is an everything degree. So I'm going to go here and do everything. <laughs> um, but sure. then uh, I did have to leave because I couldn't I just couldn't afford to be out there anymore. Um, so, yeah, I basically started really broad with I have so many interests in like writing and programming and just art and whatnot. Then after Arizona State, I went to Wayne and that's where I like started like focusing in more on art. The degree I originally went for was digital art. And I was apparently that's more like 3D animation. And then I realized that I don't like rendering mm -hmm. and I don't really like 3D animation that much. So then I started to switch to more graphic design stuff. Um, took like a web design class, I think, and maybe like one other thing. And that's when I was like, oh, hey, graphic design. Gee, let's go for this graphic design thing at Western instead. But yeah, so it started really, really broad with just like all of the art and creation related things that I'm interested to and started like funneling down to, okay, graphic design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to really figure out what you're good at and, and where your passion lies. I wish when, we had that, honestly. Yeah, for real. And when you took that web design course, what were you using to build the websites? Oh, I think we were just using like, um, honestly, I probably could have used like Notepad++ or just Notepad, but um, we um, were shown not Visual Studio. Um, oh my God. I can't remember. It's one of the um, visual, um, uh, yeah, Visual Studio something or another uh, from Microsoft. Like, um, yeah, oh my God. <clears throat> visual, visual Studio is the only one I can think of. Yeah. It's not, but it's not like the full like programming right. Visual Studio. It's like mm. there's like a lighter form of it um, that you can use for just like 
It's basically Notepad++, except like a little bit extra beefier. Is you it know, like Visual Studio Code or something? Yes, yes, Visual Studio Code. That's mm. the one. So they had you coding and whatnot? Yeah, and well, HTML, actually, yeah. Yeah, we did HTML, and then actually, that was my first first real introduction to like JavaScript, which mm. was more in, because JavaScript and actual like coding, um, that's what I'm more used to. Mm-hmm. Whereas HTML and like CSS, that's, you know, I'm still like used to it. I understand it, but it is definitely a different breed. Yeah, like Dreamweaver. Whatnot. Never actually used Dreamweaver. Only ever, um, what, Swift on Macs, and then yeah, Visual Studio for PCs. But no, I've never used Dreamweaver. How, uh, how deep did you get into that? Like, you could build a website now if you really wanted to. Uh, actually, um, I have had previous web design, like, stuff, um, especially, like, throughout high school. And I think maybe, like, one or two other classes in between. So the graphic design one was, like, more in-depth of, like, actually, if anything, it was more, like, really diving into specifically CSS mm-hmm. and JavaScript. I mean, I still have the old files. <laughs> So I think I could probably just like quickly learn it, especially especially with all like the graphic design like knowledge that I now have. I feel like I could like take those web design skills and really just like dive right in and be like, oh, hey, I can make something that looks pretty okay. (laughs) Which admittedly, that's something that I've now like. The great thing about like throwing everything to the wall and seeing what sticks is that I'm finding that like UI and UX design is like something that I'm really starting to be like, ooh, that's that feels nice that feels good to me and that's really cool because it pays pretty well too if you get a full-time position mm-hmm. somewhere. yeah yeah so what type of game design would you want to get into if you did decide to pursue that Ooh, Ooh that's a good uh question i think <sighs> hmm do you have your eyes on like any type of like company well <laughs> ArenaNet, um definitely arena net makes guild wars 2 which is like one of my top five games. I think it's in my number two slot just beneath RimWorld because, oh boy, favorite MMO. It's like design. I could like go on like a 20 or 30 minute tangent about how much I fucking love that game because, oh boy. Um, and it's just, a, they're just a really good company too. Um, so I wonder like, it'd be cool to like, you know, either do like web design for them or, um, I don't know, maybe like incorporate like new UI into like their actual game or maybe like help them work on uh, new games. But besides from like menu design, I think something that I'm actually really getting into right now is like designing, designing like character sheets for D&D and tabletop RPGs. And right now I'm actually working on a tabletop RPG, like like my whole rule system uh, from the ground up and Currently, one of the aspects of that is to actually design like um, the book for that, um, which would be really cool. But of course, also the stat blocks. Um, and for people who don't know, you know, stat block for a tabletop RPG, just like, hey, here's a creature or character and here's all the information you need to know about it. And I really like organizing that information. And same thing for character sheets of like, okay, what is the most important thing that this person needs to see? How much space are they going to need to like write down stuff? Um, and yeah, so that kind of thing I think I'm like currently leaning into. That and designing cards. <laughs> because for a while, me and my friends, I think for, I think I've been making like Magic the Gathering cards since 2015. So I don't know how many, what, 
eight years. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. We'll call it five years because I go on and off. But um, so like it'd be really fun to like I'm also work. Well, I'm also working on like my own card game as well. So designing like those cards as well and designing. Yeah. Where do, where does that information go? Um, and how can somebody quickly read? OK, this is how much this card costs to play. This is exactly what uh you know, this is exactly what it does. This is what kind of um, card it is without even like taking a second glance at it. That kind of stuff I'm really enjoying. Um, so for like kind of hopping to that tabletop idea. Hmm. So what's what's your like process for that? Do you are you like piggybacking off of existing systems or are you like just ground up creating your own? So when i first started this like a year ago like back in march or so i did kind of like piggyback off of other systems and started like frankensteining something together it was kind of based off of um D D fifth edition of course was like a big strong suit because you know D D 5e it's, it's one of the more simpler like tabletop systems out there so that's a pretty good starting point but i was starting to take a lot more from pathfinder second edition which does a lot of really cool, innovative um, things and also provides just so many options for the player. But as I was doing that, as I was creating that like amalgamation, and I just started like making like Word docs and just started throwing in, um, starting with like some basic information of just like, okay, here's how I want my ability scores to work. And you know what, let me change these around because these make more sense for me. And then I realized I'm like, this amalgamation feels, it feels weird. So recently what I did, like back, I don't know, we'll call it October. um, I was like, okay, let me actually get to the core, the absolute basic bare bones core of what a tabletop system can do. And what is the like baseline level? What is the most basic form of tabletop RPG? Partly because I was inspired by watching Ah, there was a video about like a city builder game, like a really, really simple um, city builder. I can't remember the name of it, but um, the person who was talking about it was like, hey, this is the most basic like city builder. And this is the reason why it is the most basic. Um, And it's, you know, it was a concept that I had never thought of before. I'm like, oh, the point of a city builder is to put the right buildings right next to each other huh ignoring all of like oh you know your cavalry is going to be coming from here and like oh this one gives you this and this guy no it's just this thing right next to this is the most efficient way to do the thing i'm like huh what if i applied that basic get down to the core of the idea with tabletop systems so that's what i've now done and i've gone from probably 30 or like 40 pages down to now like 20 and it's like, and that's basically, it's basically done. Like, um, the only thing that I need to do now is like, um, get more of like the player options and kind of like get those into place. But yeah, so it's very much worth like, if you're trying to like figure something out, see if you can see if you can get to the core, the absolute core um, of what you're working on. And that's like, that's been like super helpful. That's some design philosophy right there yeah that's (laughs) applicable to so many different facets of design understanding the fundamentals and understanding the problem and the function of said design Mm -hmm. and even ux and ui especially like if you're building website 
you, you know, you got to understand the framework of this website and how the user is going to be working through these different functions and whatnot. Exactly. Especially understanding like, yeah, either the core of like, even like what you're building around, like, is your website for just like, I don't know, a hotel resort or is your website for, you know, part of like a game company. And that like really that core really influences like the whole thing. And it's still fine to like take inspiration from other um, sources, which is exactly still what I've been doing. But as long as that's not necessary, and they can be a starting point, but as long as you understand why that's working, why that is a starting point. But, 100%. And it's also good to take influence from multiple sources. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, because you don't want to get caught up and look like you're copying somebody else's product, you know, right. but... I think that's super interesting. But, like, I think it's cool that you pull from them and then kind of step back and, like, look at the bigger picture. But, I mean, like, Ref, do you know... What's your, like, tabletop, like, game knowledge? Do you, lo do you know much about, like, D&D &D and stuff like that? Uh, very little. Okay. Mm. Well, it's really cool because, like, they have their system or whatever that's like i i'm like i'll take the attributes as an example so what dnd attributes that's like dnd is like is it like one of the first tabletop like i feel like there's I predecessors but i believe it honestly was i mean it was the first biggest like phenomenon of that type of game you know mm. um but then you have so like when you're creating a character you have your attributes which are what strength perception uh constitution uh wisdom intelligence and charisma right uh close strain um at least for D D, and actually pretty much most like tabletop rpgs but um yeah strength dexterity, dexterity constitution um intelligence wisdom and charisma what yeah is, what is constitution constitution is like your um i like to more call it endurance yeah um it's like your fortitude like yeah your your vitality like yeah your body's ability to um like withstand um like withstand like the cold oh. withstand um pain okay um, so like, men like mental resilience yeah that's eh, more like more like bodily yeah more like bodily resilience if you get punched how well does your body like it how well is your body able to handle that if you like drink poison how how well is your body able to like handle that like diseases stuff like that sure. but um like so that being the baseline, like there's so many more like branches off of that mm -hmm. in modern day. Cause like there's like the GURP system. I've I don't know. You, you've never heard of that. That's like, that's another, I think, I don't know. That's what I was talking about. I don't know if that was like before or after D and D that's also another like baseline. Like, I don't know what it stands for, but it's like a base, like attribute system like that. Ooh. But then there's like other offshoots, like even in video games, like fallout has their special system, which yes. is like really clever. Because it's, you know, the it's acronym. Easy to remember the, it's too. easy to remember the acronym. And then it has, like, all those, like, similar attributes, which, have you played Fallout? Yeah. So, you know, strength, mm -hmm. perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. Like, that's genius. And then, mm -hmm. I, is Pathfinders the same as well as D&D? &D? Yes, Pathfinders yeah. is the same. So, like, you have all those offshoots and stuff. And it's just cool that, like, you know, he's kind of done the same thing that these, like, other games have done with that system so that's one of the bigger things is like really taking inspiration for just like from a lot more sources because if i was only drawing from 5e and pathfinder i probably would not have strayed from strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom and charisma when 
special? What if I wanted to add like a luck stat or what if I wanted to change something around? I mean, I did change. Currently, my statistics are strength, agility, endurance. Okay, sure. Same three. Um, and then I've got um, charm, memory, and cleverness. That's another one. Because um, like there were, there were some things about like the mental stats that I was just like, hmm, wisdom and intelligence. That doesn't seem very right. Ooh, Divinity Original Sin 2 has this memory thing. I think that's a lot more like fitting and that like really goes for what I want to try. So like, or like endurance, like I, I still feel like endurance for me is like a better word for like endurance or for constitution for like what I'm going trying to go for. But, and I'm still working on a few things there, but yeah, I feel like there was something else I was going to say on that, but yeah, taking, taking inspiration from like multiple sources. And I definitely want to know more about like, what was it called? Grit? GURPS. GURPS. Yeah. GURPS. I'm going to write that down because that seems that seems kind of cool. It's a mm-hmm. funny little name. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. I, I feel like I see all these different attributes in everybody I meet in real life, too. Mm. And that's that's the great thing about like that system. Is it's like, you know, it's kind of relatable. I mean, you can you make you can make a character that's like modeled after yourself and be like, what attributes would I have? You know, uh-huh. and that's kind of cool that you can do that. Yeah. Because they're just like all-encompassing of a person yeah or even like where do i fall short and where can i build my character to be strong in those ways Mm -hmm. indeed or um also the funny thing of just like "Hmm, my cat 20 charisma (laughs) he looks at me and he'll be just like hey i want a thing and i'll be like well god i mean i just have to that adorable face 20 charisma man i mean i can't i can't argue with that And that's that is also fun being able to Im- part of the fun yeah with attributes is yeah just imposing them on things that you see in real life yourself your friends um for for practical purposes of just like hey if i analyze myself what might be or if i like had my other friends like analyze myself where might my downfalls be i think i don't know if i would take like it like too seriously because they are it is kind of it is pretty hard to like boil down like a full complex person into a series of attributes because you're going, there's going to be like information that's missing or misleading as well. Um, Mm. And we're always in flux. Yes, that too. We're always changing. Mm -hmm. Constantly changing. Hopefully for the better. Yes. Get those attributes up. (laughs) (laughs) For real. You need that ability score improvement. (laughs) Then you know what? Here's this drink. Uh, buy it for five fifty. No muscle milk. Muscle milk. Yeah, <laughs> increase that strength. This is not here. a sponsored episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, I've been taking cold showers in the morning, and I feel like it's been building my mental resilience. And Ooh. so, like, if I if I come across a stressor in real life, I feel like it's easier for me to just handle that because, like, every morning I've just been like, you know, stressing the hell out of my brain. Mm. Yeah, it's just interesting how applicable this this type of thought process in terms of games can can apply to real life mm-hmm. too definitely mm-hmm. and and coming back to these influences that you've been getting do you have any specific designers or design philosophy that you you pull from mm. i don't know hmm. well i do love paul's work like the simplicity of mm-hmm. especially working with like maybe like one or two colors because like for those of you who, uh, if you haven't seen uh, Paul Sizer's work, holy shit, it's super, super good. And I love, I do love that like simplicity in design. 
but I also really like drawing from like really like illustrative stuff even though I personally feel like I'm not like great at it but I definitely want to get better in terms of like other designers I don't necessarily know if I know any other specific like graphic designers but there is um there's an artist that I absolutely love uh his name is RJ Palmer um goes by Arvalis on various um multimedia stuff and this dude is insane he loves um creatures dinosaurs um pokemon monster hunter and he will make some really realistic looking stuff and i believe actually yeah one of his more like i wouldn't say recent recent works maybe within the past couple of years he illustrated the most anatomically accurate t-rex that we have to date like well over 300 hours of um that went into this like hyper realistic um t-rex and there's like three layers where you've got like the skin layer you know like what you might see it doesn't have any feathers sorry dinosaur lovers i know it probably should have feathers too but it's okay um but then like the next layer underneath that um the muscle layer every single intricate muscle on just like the jaws the arms like the body all of that details there and then of course there's the skeleton underneath that again just as detailed the dude talked to like i'm pretty sure i'm fairly certain that he talked to like a bunch of like experts and scientists to like try and get this thing right and yeah if i recall correctly between 300 and 400 um, hours on this particular piece is absolutely incredible and he does like a lot of similar um like really like realistic uh stuff with creatures like he'll make like really cool looking dragons that look that are based off of based off of like real animals um like he does a lot of like what um thorn devil i think like thorn lizards they're like these yeah, like, desert, yeah. the thorny devils yeah 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 he's like incorporated those designs um a lot of like crocodile designs and whatnot um there was like a a book that uh he uh, helped work on for like a bunch of like dragons and he did like some crazy designs that you would never think of like the european dragon he modeled off of a fish basically it had like thin webbed wings and it had um it was very like flat kind of like oval um body and like a very long neck but just very thin webs on a winter background in snow and it worked so well his hydra design was a bunch of shark heads it's very cool and just like really creative stuff um so that like combination with just like whoa that's like really realistic and detailed and that those are some crazy designs um that i never would have thought of those crazy amalgamations because that's another great way of just like coming up with something cool and unique is like seeing what other people are doing or what you might expect and just completely thwarting that expectation by introducing something completely unexpected and i just i love that and i don't i don't have the patience to create something that detailed <laughs> my brain won't allow it but i do appreciate him like as an artist and that's that's like biggest like inspiration i would say that's really cool mm -hmm. i can definitely understand your love for him because i, I don't know it just kind of makes sense that you know you're selling like tabletop and then you're into, also into this guy who makes like fantastical creatures and whatnot you know and i don't know it's fitting i love dragons i love my fantasy creatures <laughs> i love them so much and when i see him making really cool dragons i'm like oh oh shit. oh no <laughs> my heart <laughs> but yeah so is character design something that you're also interested in um 
as I'm getting more into figure drawing, I like character design. Um, and I think I do like, I don't know. I think I enjoy it. I think I do enjoy um, designing characters. Um, but I think more so I did like, like designing maybe like worlds that the characters would inhabit or at least like scenarios um, or at the very least designing a framework that I can then create like multiple characters from. I think that comes from like the programming of, I want to make a tool that I or other people can use. And then I make that tool and then I realize that I don't actually want to use the tool. <laughs> but then I see that I'm like, okay, other people are gonna be using this tool and I really like this thing, so. That's cool. That's I think that's one of the strong suits of like being a graphic designer is that like fundamental design knowledge is like, it's not like a pinhole, you know, mm -hmm. you can apply it to a lot of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's real interesting. And, and it kind of explains why there's so many different facets of graphic design and so many different, different rabbit holes you could go into mm -hmm. within the industry itself. Yeah. Which is why also back to getting inspiration from multiple sources, because there's so much core design philosophies that you can find everywhere. I would then just like, yes, go into product design or not go into product design, but just look at what product design's doing. Look at like where they draw their philosophy from and see what you can get from there. Or look at like an audio technician, look at like and like even dance and theater, see where like um, those designs of like designing the props, designing the costumes and seeing like where those influences are. And like that can totally help like work as well. Yeah, it's, it's all the same like, um, thinking in the same neural processes that go through all these different creative brains. Well, yes, but also I would say because they're working, I think it's a very similar core, but because of the way that it's being expressed, because of that different way of being um, expressed, it's a very, you still get like, um, um, like different results. And because that's more different than what you might like expect from I suppose general like graphic design with like maybe magazines and um, I don't know, like posters and whatnot, mm -hmm. taking more inspirations from like things that are like even more outside of that. There are like the core things that are still the same, but because it's so different, it allows you like new perspective and really can just like help flesh things out more. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of product design. Yeah. Where, um, Closing up on the last week of the Sketch Battle Royale collab with uh, IDSO, right? Yeah, that's, the, that's the, the product, product designers as well as the interior Yeah, designers. IDSA as mm -hmm. well. And, of course, AIGA. Um, so, you're participating in that. Yes, I am. Uh, how's your experience been with that so far? It's been... I think it's been a really good like learning experience so far. Um, I found that... Uh, it feels it kind of feels hard to like divvy up work when all of us are like okay what do we want to do with this thing because um, neither of us like none of us necessarily want to like take like the helm and like spearhead it which is fair because I'm like okay let's yeah let's all just keep this like basically like you know democratic let's all like try and like work together right. on this and it's also hard because it's different different disciplines at work you got like three you got three different majors working together to make this one thing oh yeah work mm -hmm. in you know their different ways so it makes sense that nobody really wants to spearhead it because you're not 
sure about like especially since you know we're still in school you know we're mm. i mean it, that's basically what this is for is learning what the other disciplines do and how they do it you know their workflow so it makes sense that nobody really wants to spearhead it because you're not sure what the other group is going to do and the only thing you really know is like what you can do to help the group exactly mm. and well one of the other interesting aspects of that is because these are roughly like groups of five group maybe one or two groups of six because they're supposed to be what like two of each um mm -hmm. major in a group that also adds like just enough of a twist because okay there's two there's two of us graphic designers we didn't know how to divvy up the work so we started just working on the same thing and that becomes really interesting because i think if it was just one of each of us there would be just like okay you're the product designer you take care of you know i trust you um like mm -hmm. in this thing you can design the product i can like offer some of my you know i can offer some input of like how i think of somebody who's not in product design but at, in, at the end of the day i trust you to do your thing um and when we get like you know two of the same major in there it's like okay there's more there's more communication that needs to be done there there needs to be more of okay we need to make a decision on this and making those decisions making those decisions can be hard yeah because like if i like i don't know if people like maybe if more people like my design and i'm like oh but 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 their design is also cool and and i like that that design and i feel like i don't know i i personally feel obligated to like not want to like choose my own work yeah. and i want to choose like the other person's work especially if i'm just like oh no that looks whew, that looks great Let, yes let's please use that um, or even just like the amalgamations of both of them. So at this point, we've actually kind of like, not like split off completely, but we've now like divvied up the work more. So like, I'm gonna be um, in my group, I'm gonna be finalizing like the logo and a couple of like the company stuff while my other graphic designer is gonna be um, finishing the product, uh, the package design, which he's already doing like a really good job at. And I'm like, you know what? We, we had that mutual, just like, okay, you continue that, I'll continue this, we good, we're good, cool. Mm. So once we had that, okay, this is how we're divvying up the work, it feels like, okay, I trust them to do, I trust them to do a good job because I know that they're gonna do a good job. So now I get to work on my um, aspect, still keeping communication, mm. still being like, okay, yeah, this is where I'm working, what do we think? Okay, cool. So it, it feels like we're still working, we've gotten back to the point where we're still working individually, but in constant communication and knowing how our thing is going to be fitting in the whole, which is very, very program, like a, a very kind of like programmer perspective, because that's kind of a very similar thing. You know, if I'm, you cannot have two people writing the same code. You can't. You can have one person write the code and have somebody else check it, but you cannot work on it at the same time. Because if I make my changes here, and then you make changes in someplace else and we both save the, th the same thing, it's going to crash. The program is going to crash, it's not gonna work. So being able to know how to divvy up this, um, these tasks, I think has been like also really useful. I think that's definitely one of the great things about the collab is, I mean, there's also a lot of underclassmen in this collab and even people who aren't even in the program are in this collab. So mm -hmm. I mean, brownie points for them. Yeah, that's oh, great. Yeah. Um, but it's this, so for, this is the first time many of us are collaborating and especially with different majors on some on a project so i think that's great that's kind of like jumping headfirst into the water kind of thing 
because you know we don't have experience doing that and it's a great you know icebreaker for that figuring out what that group dynamic is about and how you should divvy up that work and who should be doing what mm-hmm. yeah really it's it's historic honestly this this collaboration i wish i could have gotten involved i feel like I would have jumped in a little too late, so I held off. But it seems really interesting. And, and this type of collaborative work where you're working with different uh, disciplines as well as diff- other designers is something we're going to all see again in the industry once we jump in. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Super great stuff. And, like, all the products that everyone's working on are super great, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your product again, Duncan? Oh, um, so our group is working on a lantern. Um, it is going to be one of those, like... Um, uh, it's a lantern and it's also a grill. So, you know, you take it out camping and then you've, you know, you've got your light source and then set it on the ground, set up the grill and boom, now you can like start cooking your food. So it's pretty cool. I actually don't, that's the other thing. I actually don't know what the other groups are doing right now. <laughs> I think I've seen like titles of other stuff, but we're kind of, yeah, we are kind of like isolated in our own yeah, we're just going to focus on focusing on our lantern. So, you know, what are you guys working on? Uh, ours is a portable, compact, travel-friendly lint roller slash stain remover marker. Pretty cool. It has a little collapsible design. So it's like a regular size lint roller. And then the handle is like the marker and it like slides in. So that it's just like the roller has the marker inside it. And you can just, you know, put it in your pocket. Mm, that's, that's pretty cool. That's interesting that both of your guys' products are multifaceted. You know, yeah, I wonder if, like, most of the people decide to go for just, like, multi-purpose um, handheld objects. Because I think we all wanted to be like, oh, you know, we could just do this, but let's spice it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of pizzazz on a lot of these products. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I think, so that, uh, the event itself has a bunch of, like, big-name sponsors, I'm pretty sure. And I think they're going to be at the actual event when it happens next uh, what is it? Next Friday, oh. February third, is when the event kicks off. All day, I'm pretty sure. I think it star. I, you would know more than me. I'm not I, part of the I. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't know more than you. Ah, <laughs> cool. I just know that it's next next Friday, February third. So mm-hmm. make sure you be there, folks. It's yeah. gonna be a fun day. That's great timing for the people who aren't in the program yet, so they can have a good portfolio mm-hmm. piece to apply yeah. with. Everyone's gonna. Um, I think all the groups are putting together presentations. We're going to present our product. And then from there, who knows? Yeah. And it is, yes, for people who aren't in graphic design yet, who are already in on this like collaboration, that is so, so invaluable. Mm-hmm. Especially given the fact that this is going to be one of the most competitive years we've had in a while for the program. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, oh, wow. they actually shortened down the interview times. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, really? because the the freshman class is the biggest Western has had in years because Man. of COVID and whatnot. Yeah. So. Wow. That's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great to see, like, the work of the people who are coming in. Because, I mean, with that, you know, bigger volume, it is going to be more competitive. So mm-hmm. we're going to see probably see the best of the best out there, honestly. Yeah, mm. for sure. I'm hoping that uh, AIGA's interns can get in to the program. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let's yeah, hope. they're great too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it'd be cool to see them kind of uh, take AIGA where it's at now and even continue to push it. Yeah, and even for people who aren't necessarily able to get into graphic design, I hope that AIGA is still able to offer more like 
it doesn't have to be like collaboration projects, but more like stuff like that, that they can still get involved with, especially if they're really passionate about it. It definitely feels like we've been more open like this year. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I was first on the program, like, I mean, I spoke to you about this rap uh, mm -hmm. the other day talking about how like, it didn't really seem like we had much of a presence, you know? Yeah. AIGA. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, and, uh, it definitely had something to do with COVID kind of restricting yeah, people from getting involved with, but it's been so fulfilling uh, to see AIGA kind of take off in this direction of, of becoming more open and, and also really pushing, pushing forth the narrative and, and pushing the boundaries of design within this program. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like we're in a position now where the trajectory is really kind of getting to that point where here in a few years, AIJ could have a huge influence on the design program. Definitely. I can see that. Crazy. Which it's so great to see that. It's absolutely awesome. Cause I do remember like the first time that I went here, like in, it was still in the middle of COVID and mm -hmm. the first meeting, I think I was the only, <laughs> only like person who wasn't part of AIGA that showed up. Yeah. You were the only uh, act general member that showed up. But then now like, I was working on, uh, you know, projects here, um, right in this room, and there was just the table was full, mm -hmm. like absolutely full. It's and crazy. Yeah, it's as big as a class now. We've been pulling up to twenty people per meeting. That's so great. And even if even if they don't, even if people don't show up every meeting, like the important meetings, they show up for it. Like when we just had the uh, t-shirt vote for the t-shirt contest. Um, shameless shill for our merch. Uh, <laughs> mm, buy some merch yeah <laughs> um no full room so yeah th even if they don't show up they show up when it counts yeah straight up and a lot of strong designers too it's mm -hmm. so nice duncan thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure to get to talk with you and also sean yeah first appearance on the pod first appearance as the host that's Woo! what's up thanks about to take this thing over man by force if i have to hey <laughs> i'm into it oh oh no He's got too much power. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so great. And um, uh, do you have any like uh, portfolio or anything online that people could find your work potentially at? I don't have a portfolio um, currently, sure. uh, or at least I, I think I have a portfolio up somewhere. Um, but I don't have, yeah, I don't ha um, necessarily have any um, social media. I don't think actually, no, where is, let's, let's see. I have the portfolio that we made in class. Um, a while ago, but sure. And, it, and, and no problem if you don't have one right now, what we can do is we can get that from you later on. Cause Sean's going to be running the pod from here on out. He's going to be one of the main hosts. So sure. we could just link that into the episode after the fact too. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Um, I haven't posted anything in there, uh, in a while, but it's pretty much just a bunch of like, uh, some guitar covers. Um, there's one video with Native American flute, and then there's another with um, my didgeridoo and a guitar. Mm. Um, and that is uh, Parasha's Music uh, at YouTube. I can send the link. Sure, uh, Parasha's Music, everybody. On YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> hey, and, and thanks for tuning in. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Take care. Bye. <laughs>